Well, the fifth edition of the Elimination of Child Labour Conference is underway this morning. We're going to be looking at the state of child labour in South Africa. Uh, last year's report titled 2022 Findings on the Worst Form of Child Labour revealed that uh, South African children have been exploited to some of the worst forms of child labour. They include sexual exploitation and forced begging. Steve Miller, Chief Executive Officer of Save the Children South Africa, joins me for more. Steve, good morning to you. Thank you for your time this morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Look, it's um, a difficult conversation to have about uh, child labor because ultimately it speaks to the way in which societies, and in particular South African society, continues to fail to protect the interests of young children. Yes, no, certainly. And, I, you know, just to start off, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to give a shout out to a young child activist called Tato Mlungu, who opened the conference last night in Durban. And she reminded us of, of, of the long term impact that child labor has on physical, emotional and social development of children, such severe health and mental issues, robbing children of their childhoods. So, yeah, and she, she underlined, and this is perhaps what we can talk about, how every child has a right to thrive and develop to their full potential, and we need a holistic approach to tackling child labor. That means moving beyond just reacting when we see it to actually putting prevention measures in place. Mm. Let's talk about the definitions here, because I think it's also important to understand when we are talking about child labor, what is encompassed in that? So it's a very broad term. You're, you're correct. And you know, what I'd like to bring us to maybe to help define us a little bit better is the Sustainable Development Goal Agenda, so the SDG Agenda. And for your listeners who want to learn more about child labor, that's a great place to start. As well, there is a goal, a global goal committed to by, by international society to end child labor in all its forms. So it's very highly exploitative forms that you were talking about in your opening to forms that, that simply take children out of school and rob them of that opportunity to thrive. That goal to end child labor is by 2025. And I need to tell you, and and we all know what COVID has done uh, for children, uh, it's had really negative effects. In 2021, we had the International Year for the Elimination of Child Labor, and we, we had that because for the first time in 20 years, we are starting to see an increase in child labor again. We now have about 160 million children in different forms of child labor around the world, 600,000 of which we believe in South Africa, but we don't have the latest data. So this global conference that's happening now in Durban, everybody should be paying attention to it. We should all be striving to understand what this issue is about and seeing how we can all help to address it. Of course, you know, when you look at a country like South Africa with its massive inequalities, when Mm. we look at what is happening in urban areas versus what we see in rural areas, Mm. are there particular forms of child labor that are distinct between, um, you know, these different ways of of life or even of living? Yeah. Look, I'll preface that by, by, by stating that in South Africa, we do have a strong legal framework. That's generally something that we do really well in our country. But what we don't have is, is a great surveillance system. So it's very difficult for us to monitor issues that affect child-headed households, issues to do with child trafficking. We have a lack of investment in children across the board. And I'm talking about building those child protection systems that would stop 
child labor from happening in the first place. We have a lack of technical expertise in, in critical positions, and we haven't done enough to really have meaningful child participation. So child labor, it does affect all our provinces. You know, there's a few where you see it more because, as you mentioned, it's very much not a rural phenomenon, but it's much higher uh, for this issue in, in rural areas as it is to urban areas, particularly farming and fisheries and, and the entertainment industry. And we've seen these stress factors exacerbated by COVID of higher poverty levels. So over the last two years, we have seen tremendous amount of children slip into uh, poverty below the upper band and the lower band poverty rate. We're seeing children out of school in South Africa. We now have, according to the latest data, around 750,000 children who should be in school who are not. And that should be deeply concerning to all of us because that is a rarely vulnerable population there. And of course, as you mentioned, we still have unemployment, some of our highest levels we've ever seen. And we continue to live in one of the most unequal societies in the world. So we are ripe, if you look at all of that, the stress factors are there. We are ripe for an increase in child labor in South Africa. You, you know, you, you, you spoke about um, it, what happens in, in rural areas. And again, the findings of this report is that uh, we are seeing an, an increase in or resurgence rather in, in, in child labor again. And I wonder if it has to do with understandings amongst communities about mm. the roles and the functions that children play in families and even in the community. Because mm. if you look at rural areas, farming, fishing communities, you know, um, the practice of children being sent to either tend to, um, mm. to the goats or to the sheep or whatever the case might be, that is seen as part of um, you know, part of life for a child. You're socializing this child. You're giving them the responsibilities. You're giving them yep. the tools that they need uh, to be able to survive in future. Yeah. So I think you, your, your question sort of answers itself in many ways because it's all about, from a child's rights perspective, it's all about the best interests of the child. That, that should always come first. So I think, you know, when we're talking about child labor, when you hear about it in the media uh, and most of the the work that development agencies such as ourselves do, that's, that's focused on the most exploitative type of child labor. So when children find themselves working in open pit mines or children are trafficked across borders uh, to work in the sex industry, there, you know, that's where a, a big focus of, of a lot of the work in child labor is done. And of course, there are these social norms, as you mentioned, if a child has access to decent work that is in no way affecting their education or their opportunities to thrive and it's actually somehow benefiting them and that, that's done in a sustainable way, then I think there's, there's room for us to, to discuss that. I mean, I don't want to give a blanket, yes, that's great, hey, because every situation, every context is different. Mm. But there is that spectrum from... from severe forms of child labor, which I think this conference is really focusing on global supply chains where children are really being abused and, again, robbed of their rights. That, that's the focus. But then, of course, there's this entire spectrum all the way to through you and me when we were children doing odd jobs sure. that helped to somehow build our character and, and didn't detract from our, our trajectory. Steve Miller will continue the conversation in a moment. It's 9.30.
The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point, uh, our thinking point this morning. We're looking at the issue of child labor. Steve Miller is the CEO of Save the Children South Africa. In a moment, I'll be taking uh, your calls on this topic or any other thing that you want to put on the agenda. The number to dial 011-714-2006 on the WhatsApp line 614 104107 and on Twitter it's at SFM Radio the hashtag there SFM a talking point. Steve let me come back to you. You talked about farming and fisheries but also the entertainment industry as being you know the biggest culprits. What are you seeing in the entertainment industry? So globally this can be an, an area where there's a lot of exploitation of children. In South Africa, um, so, so I should say that my organization, Save the Children, is an international organization. We work in 128 different countries. This, uh, in South Africa, the, the, the South African branch, which, which I run, we don't work directly on child labor issues, but we do work, and this, this is, I suppose, our major point, we do work in terms of strengthening the child protection system and ensuring that the child, all children here have a right to life survival and development realized. But uh, internationally, our organization is working on a range of issues to do with, with child labor. And so what we're doing at this conference this week is coordinating that. We have a side event I'd like to encourage your listeners to go and register for, which is happening on Thursday. And we're bringing in our colleagues from Cote d'Ivoire and a number of other countries that work on issues to do with global supply chains, coffee, uh, sugar, etc. And they're going to talk about how, like with any type of violence, we need to have an holistic approach to dealing with child labor, monitoring and remediation. So when you, when you look at a situation, you find out what the data is, you have a program that somehow remediates that. That's very important, but we need to get into a prevention mindset and stop that from happening in the first place. So I think, sorry, in a long roundabout way to your, to your question, I think in South Africa we, we do see this. Human trafficking is an issue. We work in particular here with what we, we have a program called Girls on the Move. So we have a particular focus on unaccompanied and separated migrant children that mm-hmm. come across the border from Mozambique and Zimbabwe, um, Eswatini and Lesotho. And we do often see this type of exploitation and we are trying to address it through, again, a holistic approach, developing skills, working with the government, a whole range of different ways to try and and get these girls out of that type of of work. Steve, one of the things I was talking about earlier was um, that of forced begging. And, you know, Mm. begging is more generally something we see a lot of in, in South Africa, especially in, 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 in a province like Gauteng, but it's not limited to just this province. And, mm. and I wonder, you know, what, what is the intervention or the responses of organizations like Save the Children um, yeah. where we have so many minors, different street corners, doing different things, but ultimately it's about trying to ask for money from members of the public. And one Mm. really feels, at least I'll speak for myself, Mm. you know, you just want to protect these children. You just want to be able to take them to a space where they'll be okay. And, you know, and I don't know just how this, this issue can be dealt with. 
no, look, I feel you, and I, I know this is an issue for, for all South Africans. We see it every day. I saw it on my way to work this morning, and I'm mm. sure all of your listeners did as well. And you feel hopeless. What, what can I do about the situation? I think if there's a, a criminal act that's happening there where somebody is forcing a child to, to beg, uh, there should be an intervention. And, and this obviously does fall with our, our main duty there of the government as well as the police. I'm always reluctant to push everything in that direction, even though that that is where it sits. The government is our duty bearer. I do feel that that we all have a responsibility, that we're all somehow implicated. If we live in South Africa, if we are South Africans, uh, as much as we think we're not, we're actually part of the issue here, and we can be part of the solution. And that doesn't mean necessarily approaching a child at, at, at a robot and you know, trying to change their life, uh, because how did that child get there in the first place? What what led that child to be standing there in the first place? And it's probably to do with these major issues that you've spoken about, uh, a lack of income security in the household, uh, high levels of violence, a lack of access to education, to healthcare. And so, like everything, and this is the unfortunate truth, but like everything, there's no silver bullet and, and we do need to put in the work uh, across the board to make sure that children don't end up standing there. And that's, that's hard. Uh, it requires government investment. It requires accountability of government. It requires including children in finding solutions. It requires CSOs and individuals to see what they can do in their own space to strengthen our society and make sure this doesn't happen. So it's a roundabout way, and it's not the answer that people want to hear. They want they want to know that I can, you know, call this number and get that child sent to this place where they'll be happy and safe. We don't live in that world, and it requires time and investment from all of us. Steve Miller, CEO of the Save the Children uh, South Africa, uh, thank you for coming on to the show mm. today. That's where we leave it with this particular mm. conversation.